It's Vancouver's Podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to today with Vancouver's Podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Priscilla Stanbury was born in England but grew up in Vancouver. She taught students with learning disabilities in the post-secondary education sector in England and Vancouver. Following her second kidney failure, she is a first-time author of a best-selling award-nominated book, Warriors and Heroes of a Different Kind, Battling Kidney Failure. Well, Priscilla, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Robert, for giving me this opportunity. It's a delight. Okay, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. We know you're from England, but give us the details on this current book. Well, thank you. Um, I, 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 had, I guess I started with all of us have, have a, a writer behind the scenes. We think we have anyway, and, and there's always been that intention. You'd like to write something down, but never any real passion for it. And it wasn't until I had my second kidney failure here in Vancouver, that I, and I started meeting other people who are doing hemodialysis. When I had my first kidney failure in 1991, I was um, doing peritoneal dialysis, which is a different form. It's a form where you do it internally. And this time, it's with uh, you, you join other people um, in a, uh, a clinic where you're sitting side by side or lying bed by bed as um, you're having your, your dialysis. And after meeting the people and listening to their stories and hearing about the times, the hardships, the emotional upheaval, the physical uh, upheaval, the, 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 the disruption to their lives. I thought, I've got to do something. I've got to help them. I couldn't um, give a do- kidney, obviously, for, for obvious reasons. I don't have a kidney to give. And then um, I don't have sufficient funds to make any dent. And I thought, what can I do? And I was lying in my bed from dialysis, thinking about how I could help them, and worrying and worrying and worrying. When, towards the end of the week, I happened, uh, one of the uh, research assistants happened to come by and asked me if I would be interested in participating in a research questionnaire. And I said, oh, yes, absolutely, I would be. And the research questionnaire was to do with how much we patients knew about kidney transplants. Well, obviously, having had a kidney transplant, I knew a bit. But so I was able to, to do some of the questions very easily. And then they became a little bit harder and a little bit more complex and it made me think a little bit more. And I had to, had to sort of delve deep into my thoughts about what, what the ethics of, of one thing against another. And it suddenly came to me, I'll write a book. I'll write a book to help my, my fellow patients. And that was a Friday. The very next day, Saturday, I opened my computer, not having opened the computer for a long, long time. And to my chagrin, I'm not very techie. There, it was, there came up, not the usual word, but something else called dream wires, dream cloud or something. And... Then I started typing, and I did not stop typing, given the days I do dialysis or food or whatever, looking after my son came to visit me or whatever. But I would I continued typing consistently for three months, nonstop. 
And then um, I began to show people what I'd written. All along, as soon as I started writing the book, I said, I, I'm writing this book, and this is what my intention is. And I deliberately said, said, told people so that I would not then um, give up because there's, there's nothing more than having than telling someone that you're going to do something that you have to proceed with it. So I kept telling everybody, everybody, all and sundry, I was writing a book. And then people began to come forward and say, I would like to, to be a part of your book. I'd like to be in it. And so I started accumulating stories of my other fellow patients. And the, the book actually grew and developed, and I became much more involved in research, much more than I ever thought I would. Um, and it really took over my life for about two and a half years. Okay. Now, how did you find a publisher? Uh, what was that process like? Well, that was that was interesting because first of all, not, never having written anything, I didn't know about edit how to get about how to go about getting editors or how to go about doing anything really. I had about a year into my manuscript, I remember t telling someone I thought it was about time maybe I needed an editor. So they they said, oh, I asked them, did they know? Because I knew they were writing a book. No, no, they didn't seem to know anyone. Or they knew someone who wasn't now being edit doing any editing. And um, so then I went online, and I came across a, a, a site, a website. I had no idea whether it was Vancouver or where it was. Anyway, through that, I put out a call for an editor, and I got an editor. And one thing led to another. And um, I worked with my editor for about a year, well over a year. And through the editor, my editor, I began to network with other people. And it was sort of through a process of meeting various people that I then came across the agency, um, self-publishing agency who then took on my project and helped me get it published. So it was, it's really, it was really a community effort in many ways. And I, and I talk about my, um, my editor, my team as being the, the, the force behind me really. Could you see yourself writing another book? Well, I, I certainly could. I, having had this experience as an indie writer and not having written anything before and, and finding it such a, a, an unknown, uncharted territory, but I thought, well, I'd really like to write a book about what it's like to be a writer, a first-time writer, all the pitfalls, all the things that you actually um, experience, the, the downsides, the upsides, um, and I thought I thought I, I would do that, and I, I've got a bit waylaid recently because I've had a few little health issues, but that's sort of my next project, to, to sort of share my, my story of being what it's like to be a writer. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about uh, working in Vancouver and being an author in Vancouver. What are the biggest benefits for you in being an author in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about being an author here, and I want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Well, I think Vancouver is a wonderful, um, vibrant city. We, we have lots of authors in our midst, and I think um, there, there are opportunities. I found, once I, once I worked through the circuit, I found that everyone was willing to help me, um, and that, that one, one person would lead to an open a door to another. I, it, first of all, you have to find a contact, and that's the hardest thing. And once once you found the contact, and it was it was a dream in in so far as getting people to help and wanting to help. Um, but, so really, the positive thing is that people do want to, want to help you. They 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 open the doors. They're keen. They're, everyone's keen to help someone else gain a foothold in in, in the door. Um, the downside is is that sort of knowing where to start. 
because there there are there are little um, there are sort of, it can, it can be a little bit of a, a a worrying place when you're not sure how how to go about doing something if you don't know what's on the internet or what's um, what what might be available. Um, it can be a bit of a cold city sometimes when when, um, when the evening comes, if you like, that the doors close down. But um, so it, it, it can it, there are pitfalls in that respect. Yeah, we're similar weather to England, I I would guess in a lot of ways too, right? Same same temperature. Yeah. Okay, we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired with ideas or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? In the summertime or in spring, early fall, I love going down to the beach and sitting sitting by the beach Especially in, in uh, Vancouver, where you look at the mountains, and when you have that that feel, there's a spiritual feeling about watching the ocean and then the mountains behind, and that's and, and then watching the people go by, dogs and families, and there's something really wonderful about just um, just being there. It's being part of nature and and watching everything happen. So summertime, wintertime, I love to go to somewhere where there's. Um, the Museum of Anthropology is a lovely place to go to, where you still have the, the connection with an outside world, but you've got all the natural elements, um, the, the history of, of BC, the history of, of, of Vancouver, um, and just watching all, looking, reviving all that, that living, living in that, in that sort of space is really a pleasure. Okay. If you were to start all over again, and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone. Knowing what you know now, what would you do, and how would you go about starting all over again as an author? Well, I, first of all, I think I would look at in um, newspapers. I would look at go to the library. I would look at uh, places where books are um, in in bookstores, and I would look to see where there might be writing groups or there might be um, people who are doing uh, readings or um, any, anything that might open a door for me. Networking, it's the most important thing to, to be able to meet people and to, to, to find out what's going on. So I would go to the, the, the most, the, the sort of places where books are or, or anybody who might be, um, might be offering a talk as a starting place. So kind of a networking, uh, a networking network. with, with other authors I mean, and so forth, book clubs, oh, things like that. Absolutely, we we all need a network, especially if you're new to a city. You don't know where where who is where anybody is or what's what. So you need to pick out the important places. Okay, what does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Um, well, on on my days when I'm not recovering from dialysis, I like to be up oh by nine and um, have have first thing I have to do is have a shower because I spend so much time lying in bed and on the dialysis machine or being um, on my back, I have to get up and get feel like I'm I'm part of society. I'm 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 normal. I'm healthy. So I need to have a shower and get dressed. Then I have my breakfast. Of um, I have a, a yogurt um, kind of mixture with a protein, high protein powder. To make sure that I've got enough protein in my body and cereal and an egg on toast and um, some water. And then I, I can't wait to look at my um, 
emails or, or see who's writing to me or what's happened or go on Facebook. The other thing I really like to do is look at the, the news um, on my apps, news apps, BBC News, CBC News, to see what's happening in the world. Then um, I usually go down and try and work on a um, on my stationary bicycle in the sports room where I live so that I can keep fit. That's a really important thing to do when you when you have kidney failure, you tend to lose a lot of um, a lot of muscle, and so it's important to keep fit to, to offset all of the other um, negative things that are happening to your body. Okay. Do you think entrepreneurs or even authors have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Uh, well, I think we're all peculiar, actually. Um, but I think that what what makes the difference is a driving force. Um, is a determination or a desire to, to change something, a desire to have an effect. Um, I know I know. with my writing, I probably had I not had this passion, it was a driving passion, I had to do it. I really needed to do it. But I, having, having said that, I think um, there is a driving sense in a lot of people who are undertaking new ventures. Um, there's, a, there's a spirit of, of um, adventure, the spirit of, of challenge, the challenge, the unknown challenge. So I think that sort of is, is a driving force. We don't want the humdrum. We want something that's out of the, out of the usual. Okay, what books are you reading now and why, or even audiobooks, and can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs or authors? Um, well, I, I tend to be fairly eclectic. Now, I do I belong to a book club, and so some of the books I read are dictated um, by, the, by the book. In fact, the last month, the book club, my book club read my book, so that was interesting. Um, but um, I like to read books when I'm learning something. I like to read books about history. I like to read books about people's lives. I like to, to I like to read books um, where you find someone's overcome an obstacle. So I think that's that's an important thing for me. Um, and I like to read, um, I guess, motivational books, anything that that sort of helps self-help books. Um, I also do like to read. Surprisingly enough, and this maybe sound really weird, but. I like to use the Bible, not not from from the messages, but from the way in which it's written. Um, some of it's a writer. Some of the sentences are beautifully constructed, and it has a wonderful flow to it. So, and I like things that are sort of po poetic um, and lyrical. Okay. Any online or offline tools that you like to use on a daily basis? Um, well, obviously, I use the internet a lot. I use um, I, I use Facebook. Um, I'm learning how to use Instagram, and I'm learning how to use all all the other things like tweets, um, Twitter, and whatever. But um, basically, it, it's um, I'm still a bit old-fashioned in some ways, and I'm still um, I'm, I'm still very much uh, I guess a telephone person or a, a conversation person, a face-to-face -face person. But um, definitely, Facebook is is uh, is, is my go-to place. Okay. How do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work or writing? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski, do you bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Well, I, I, I guess um, going for a drive or walking, I'm a bit limited. I have an incapacity, so I, I'm unable to do a lot of, I can't walk very far. I can't, um, I can't really ski. Um, so it's walking, it's um, to, to unwind. I, I also like when I'm feeling up to cooking. 
and um, cooking for other people, um, having dinner parties is, is a wonderful relaxation for me, up until the time before they come when I start panicking. But before that, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to do, to look at recipes, to see what else is out there, um, um, try new things. Okay. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Well, I think I loved my teaching. I loved um, working with my students, and I loved, I loved um, being in that kind of environment. But I think if I were to do it over again, I would love to do something like history, uh, art history. I'd love to be a museum curator or a fine arts um, uh, professional, where you're looking at at uh, pictures and and maybe even restoring pictures, something along those lines. That, that intrigues me. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. I, having, uh, I don't wish to undermine anyone because I think all jobs are important for, for whatever reason, but I, having now spent the time I have with dialysis, I don't think I could be a nurse. Uh, I think that um, they're, so, it's a wonderful uh, um, profession uh, but I just don't think I would have the ability to do that. Okay. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? I think to thine own self be true. Um, really, it's, it's about being ourselves and being who we are and being honest um, with ourselves and, um, and also, uh, also trying to do the best we can at, at all stages. Um, of our life, work, whatever. So is that a particular word or sentence that you would use? Like, do you find yourself saying it a lot? I would probably say to thine own self be true, yes. Okay. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? You can't do that. That's a typical entrepreneur slash author statement, isn't it? Well, it, it immediately closes, you just want to rebel against it. Why not? Why can't I do that? Um, why not? You know, um, it's the unknown. <laughs> Let me try. Okay. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I think I would like to um, say integrity is one. Um, it, it's really important to me that, um, that what I say is what I do. Um, and what I do is what I say. Um, I think that's the, the other thing I, I think is determination, is to, to really try and do something, to, to want to improve the situation, to, and, and against all odds. And I've been work, living now with um, an autoimmune disease, steroderm for many years, and kidney failure, and also a spinal cord injury. And it just makes me all the more determined to really try and do something, not just to sit back and say, "Well, I'm, I am a patient. I am a, I am a, um, someone who's who's ill. I, I, I want, I don't want to be ill. I want to be, uh, I want, I'm determined to be healthy. I guess healthy <laughs> and lead a normal life. And lead a normal life, absolutely. Okay, what keeps you up at night, if anything? Um, well, really, once I, once I. Fatigue hits me. I'm gone. But um, if, if anything were to keep me up, it would be what have I, what good have I done today? What have I accomplished that um, has made something better? Really, uh, I guess. 
Okay. I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. Uh, this could be whether you want to travel more or whether you want to do a TEDx talk, philanthropy, um, anything like that? Well, um, first of all, I'd love to be able to walk better. It sounds very, very mundane, but if you don't walk well, that would be, for me, that would be wonderful. The next thing I would like to do, of course, is have, have a, a kidney. But um, And then if I could, I would love to travel. A place I've always wanted to go to is, is the um, Savannah, for some reason. I don't know why, but it appeals to me. Um, but then so does Egypt. I would, I would love to have, have more opportunity to see, the, see different parts of the world. Um, there's so much out there that I haven't seen. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs or authors throughout British Columbia? I think what I would say is do it, is really follow your heart. Um, years and years ago, I, when I was in school, and um, our head teacher would say to us, do, don't go out after the money, go out after what you want. And really it is. It, it's, the money would come in. I mean, we obviously have to live. But it's more about if you're doing something you love, then you're really, really fulfilling yourself. So don't, don't be afraid. Take that first step and really, really open doors. Um, if I can do it, you can do it. That, that would be what I would say. Okay. Okay, Priscilla, you ready to have some fun? Yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, as you know, authors and or entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. We're always connected. Like you said earlier, you're always on the Internet, you're online, you're with social media, things like that. But we're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no Internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Well, it, that's a really interesting question. First of all, um, I've got to be realistic. With kidney failure, my immediate need would be to find somewhere where I could get dialysis. So I would have to spend, I'm, I can have two days without needing dialysis. So if I were, if I were still without a kidney uh, transplant, then I would have to do all it all, put every effort I could into into finding people and finding resources to see if there's any possible way I could I could have a dialysis. Um, if that was possible, then I would be quite happy to live on the island um, for as long as I I could. But but failing failing that, then I'm afraid it's it's you know games up for me. I would have to have to leave the island, much to my my sorrow, if I couldn't couldn't get support there. Okay, Priscilla, we're going to wrap things up for us. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Well, I'd like to say again that um, there's there's always something out there that we can do. And really, if, if you if you find that spirit of, of whatever it is, then you'll do it. It, it, it will come. Um, and if people want to get hold of me, they can get get in touch with me at priscillastanbury at gmail.com. Um, other than that, that's okay. Book or find my book on Amazon. Yeah, and and, and your book is is it can be for um, just it doesn't necessarily need to be for people with kidney failure. It can really yeah. be for anyone who wants to anybody uh, who would like who is interested in health and yeah. health matters in their own body. Absolutely, um, it was written with that idea in mind. So yes, 
please, please, please uh, do. Yep. I think the message here is take care of yourself and don't don't take your health for granted. Absolutely, you never know. We never know when when something might go afoul. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Well, I thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Okay. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter and write a review for us on iTunes, and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time. 